Spirits of French Lake is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled Pot Bourbon. This four-year aged double pot distilled non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy round and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly rich walnut, resolving sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lake Winery and Distiller. Spirits of French Lake, respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. Now we're good. <laughs> All right. whiskey bar right now in <laughs> Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Uh, so excited to be here. Uh, we have special guests. Uh, yes. Very special guests. <laughs> we have Francesco Villola and from Luca Mariano and Jennifer Brands, uh, main brand distribution, correct? And pretty much almost everything else. <laughs> Uh, you'll hear a little bit of the festival outside, but we wanted to bring that kind of atmosphere with the podcast. We are set up here. We will be podcasting all weekend long, but this is our first kickoff podcast, and we are welcome. And we are we are Facebook living it, so I'll continue. I'm tying. No, no, no Facebook live. <laughs> Oh, no, again. Oh, I posted to too many, but you can do it to the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, though. If I can't get off that screen, it's just... Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So are you recording? Yeah. Okay, so we're recording, and we'll post it later to Facebook Live. All but, right. But I'm Tiny. This here is... Super Nash. And down there... Savior. Oh, right. All right. Uh, we, we love to podcast, but we love it when we have guests, and we're the guests... This, the, this is the kickoff guest, and we're so excited. And yes. you know, and we uh, we We've were been waiting all year to get here and podcast live. Right, and <laughs> and and you guys, let's just talk. The first time that we all met was at, yeah. at your uh, kickoff event of the yes. the whole new distillery and the barrel pick. And for this event. Yeah. yeah, we're the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Oh, right, right. And I picked up one of those bottles and you signed it for me, so that's great. Um, it was great being part of that barrel pick. We were so excited. And then, uh, yeah, I got him to sign this it. Right no, no, no. Nope. Nope. Oh, there, there it is. is. You can hold that up. Yeah, yep, All there right. it is. And uh, that was... Uh, that was a special day for us. Uh, we didn't actually get to podcast that day because you guys were busy and everything. That I mean, we understood that, but we were there. We did some Facebook Live and promoted, and I eventually uh, captured a lot of your 
um, your you know talks about what you know in envisions of what the future was, and po- um, posted that podcast. You know, once we got back, but um, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to meet you then, and it's great to have seen you around out and about, and, and it's, it's 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 a pleasure to be here. It's great, great, great to have you here. Uh, I will say of the barrel picks, that pick was definitely the most fun. You know, we had the band there. We had the pig roast, the whole party aspect, and then in the end, I mean, we picked a great pick for this festival, and to be here at the 30th yes. anniversary, we had to make it special and come out with the bang. Yeah, and you guys are here. Uh, if you get down to the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, check out the Luca Mariano uh, space tent. They're, they, they're the first yeah. one, I believe, in the craft distillery. Yes. As you go in, you see them, and uh, you can't miss it. The logo is stunning. Uh, and along with their whiskeys. <laughs> the number yes. one craft distillery booth as you go in and yeah, yeah, the number one on the podcast. Number ones all the way around. Yeah. 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 Next like minute is the number one hit on uh, the music charts, right? Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> and speaking of which, uh, you've got something. Don't you have uh, like an old Americana band? That's right, yes. Yeah. So we have our old Americana bottle, which is the first one over oh, there. Here we go. And so we decided to, uh, we have our, our brand, the Old Americana Ryan Bourbon, and we decided to create a band named the Old Americana Band, and uh, our band, we've written uh, over 100 songs, but we've uh, published about 40-some songs 40, yeah. so far, talking about our distillery, talking about our stories, and uh, also just talking about the industry in general, without putting our name on it, and so it's just fun. Bourbon's about bringing good people together, great food, great music, and bourbon and uh, and rye. So and that's what it's all about, about, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And as you can see here at the festival, everybody is so friendly, everyone's so nice, and. Uh, that's, that's what's wonderful about being part of this industry is that you just have such great people that love to drink bourbon and love to just hang out and tell stories. And yeah, so. I think uh, one of my new favorite terms since I've been here at the festival, and it, it's what we, what I've become calling it is uh, whiskey love. That's right. It's all about the whiskey <laughs> love. That yeah. yeah. had a whole different meaning last night dude, when you were saying that. <laughs> that felt very homey and family. Yeah. That's great. I love that. I'm going to use that. Is that okay? Yeah. You sure can. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to spread some whiskey love. That might be a good song. Yeah, I know. We got to talk about that. Awesome. You know, it's funny. You talk about bourbon and country western music. I'm kind of a self taught guitarist, and I've Use the term loosely, but I, I found that after I get the audience a few double bourbons, that I'm pretty well received. <laughs> I'm Johnny Cash, then, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at least in your mind, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, their mind, at least in their minds, for the bourbon wears off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. So, uh, you you also uh, brought along a couple that we want to taste, but maybe give uh, the, our listeners a little bit of, uh, I think a lot of them have heard it from me, but to hear it right from you, just kind of a little bit how you started and where you're at now and where we're going. Yeah, so my, my parents, my family, they're all born in Bella uh, Serrata, Sicily, and uh, my great-grandfather was in debt to the Mafia during Prohibition, so they sent him to America to uh, run stills and run, uh, run liquor out of Ontario. So he ran liquor from Ontario to New York, uh, 
Ontario to Detroit and to and to Chicago. And after Prohibition was over, he, he stayed in America and he would send for his family to the end of his life, which was in the in the seventies. And so he came. Uh, uh, my grandparents came, my parents came, and some of my cousins came, but most of my family still lives in Italy. So I'm in Bellastrade, but mainly most of them moved to Finale Ligure and Pietro Ligure, which is near near the French border along the Italian Riviera. And so I grew up still with my grandfather. Didn't have, didn't have any a clue that it was illegal. Uh, we canned tomatoes. We did a lot of things together at a garden. And uh, but I tasted uh, my first bourbon in 1986 when I was about nine years old. And we I fell in love with it with him. And it was a nice bonding thing that we did throughout the years. And he died in '99. He gave me his distilling equipment. And in 2010, I uh, I graduated from college in '99. Michigan State, and so I was busy building my career, and in 2010, things started to slow down, so I wanted to remember him. I, I started smoking meat, I started distilling, turned my garage into a distillery. We have one of the coolers in our in our uh, booth filled with waters, but that was one of our fermenters. So I used these big igloo coolers, 50 gallons as my fermenter, and it worked out great. And so I did that for about four years. I wanted to really perfect our, 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 our bourbon and our rise. And when I hit a wall, I went to Moonshine um, University as part of their second uh, graduating class in 2013. They helped me out quite a bit. And then I went to, then I brought Pete Kamer to my garage and some others from uh, from Moonshine University, and they got to witness what I was doing, and they helped me take it to another level, but I still wanted more. So then I went to, in 2014, I went to Firm Solutions in Danville, and they helped me dial in on our yeast, and then we used their science and technology uh, to really take it to the next level, and that's what the product that we have now. So we started putting barrels away towards the end of 2014, um, 2015, and I've uh, been doing that ever since. And we launched our product when it was four years old. That product is now going to be a five-year come October. And so our entry level right now is four years, but it will be five years uh, in a couple, a couple weeks here. And that'll be a five-barrel, uh, five-year small batch, 89 proof. We wanted to keep it low so that those that are being introduced to bourbon can um, can enjoy it, and it's still not too hot for bartenders to, to mix if they, if they would like to mix it. And then we have our single barrel products that are currently six years, and we're going to have others that will go up to seven, eight, nine, and eventually ten years as they get older. So we're having a great time. The my signature that we're showcasing here is uh, is something I developed. It's my recipe. The others are inspired by my grandfather, and. I like scotch, but I, that peatiness is just sometimes overwhelming. So I wanted to do something different. So it's 51% corn, but the balance is smoked malted barley woods that we use when we uh, smoke meat. And so it gives it more of an American uh, feel to scotch and bourbon. And that's right now, it's a special release from 2020 to 2030. Uh, oh my gosh. 33. 33. What am I 33. <laughs> because, uh, because I haven't been buying 14 years because it's 14 years because 2020 is zero, so that's why I was 
After last night. So we're doing a special release of that for 14 years, starting 2020, going to 2033. And we held back 60 bottles so that we can do a set of beer, bottle one, bottle two, all the way through. And then that'll in 2034, it'll be a, a bottle that will be on the shelves year-round. But the reason why we do that is my birthday, January 17th, happens to be the first day of Prohibition. And so when awesome. you, if you're in the bourbon industry and you have that birthday, you got to do something special. you got to do something yeah. special. Yeah, it's Benjamin Franklin's birthday. It is. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Benjamin Franklin, Muhammad Ali, uh, Kid Rock, Betty White. Betty White. Yeah. Yeah. It's only 100 years this year. Yes, she is. It's be 100 years. Well, yeah. Kid Rock and you having the same birthday, that would just make eventual, eventually there's something. Some some tie to whiskey in yeah. there. They would be you celebrate your yeah. birthday. Yeah, both from Michigan. Yeah, both, uh, love bourbon, both love music. So yeah, be kind of a neat thing. And get them get them down to your distillery once you get it, because I know you're going to have an event center there. Yes, we are. Amphitheater and all. So. Yeah, we're, we're going to have an amphitheater. We're going to have different stages, for smaller venues, so throughout. So, so it's all about having a good time. Yeah, great. It's, it's like uh, you talk about it's a village. You have a village set up there that eventually that you'll have the distillery, but the amphitheater. But you're, the, the the other companies that you have planned for that that's just amazing. Yeah, yeah maybe. You just, oh, for sure. So so we have our current entrance is is our employee entrance, and it comes off from the west side of the property. We have 600 acres, and so that will be lined with brick houses. There'll be 11 in total. Um, and we're, we're not trying to be the biggest, we want to be the best that we can be. And so our rickhouses are just under 12,000 uh, barrels, and they're the cake, cake style. So the first three levels have 13 barrels in each rick, 31 ricks long. And then the, the floors four, five, and six are a little bit smaller, which will have seven barrels in a rick. And then the seventh level is is an attic to kind of keep the airflow in the hottest part of the air up at the very top. And so we have our rick houses lying there. Then we'll have our have our uh, bottling facility, our rick our uh, distillery. That'll be right on the edge of the village, mm -hmm. along with the chocolate factory that we plan to build. Because my daughter is big into uh, baking and cooking, and we have uh, our first product. It's a General Run maple syrup that we that we. Uh, um, it is right there. Oh, here it is. That we barrel aged in our signature barrel for six months uh, in a place uh, near Michigan State University. They uh, we did four barrels this year, and we plan to do more next year. But it's really, really good stuff. And uh, so once that's on the edge. Chocolate factory is there's going to be it, it, it goes down and there's a natural spring that helps keep the pond below that uh, trickles through the limestone right there that goes into the pond and we're going to be building uh, seating that goes along that bridge there into to, to view our amphitheater and then in the city we're going to have we have the oldest home in Kentucky it's called uh, the William Crow Stone House it's uh, was built in uh, 1783. And it's a, a very beautiful place that we're working hard to uh, renovate and to bring back its historic glory. It's uh, in bad shape. We bought it in bad shape. We're working with uh, a lot of great people to help get us uh, back on track with that property. And so that'll be our focal point. Most likely be a bar, just a straight up bar for us to enjoy. And then around it will be 
grounds and then a village, a two-block village with shops and different things for people to come and visit. And at floors two and three will be a, a hotel, a boutique hotel for people to stay on property. So, so, and it's neat. I mean, when you're driving in, you'll see our corn, you'll see our wheat, depending on the time of the year. And uh, those grains used to go to Maker's Mark, but uh, we've now taken those over. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> They're completely vertically integrated. Though. Yep, it's uh, farm to bottle and farm to table because we do have 200 head of cattle on property. They're currently uh, grass fed, but uh, uh, we are finalizing our, 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 our grounds there to feed, it, feed the, the, the cow's stillage. So once you're done with the, the distillery process, those grains are still very valuable to, to, the, to livestock. And so we're going to be feeding that to our cattle, and our cattle will then be uh, being uh, sold at our property. I, I know that we were at the, the Neely family dis distillery uh, this week, and they're doing. They actually had uh, meat available with the stillage fed cops. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and it's very yes, tasty, yeah, right? yes, yes. Yeah, the yeah. stillage acts like a protein shake for the cows. Okay. And so you can actually beef them up and get that nice like marbling within the meat too from it. Excellent. Yeah. So, do you also send your employees? all your employees for training and they all yeah. get them really hey good. i have my coin with me i don't owe you another so drink <laughs> i have it i'm up to owing you guys too but i remembered today i got mine it's in my wallet here i remembered today that's awesome yes you're you're, you're on track now this right? morning i was like i know they're gonna ask me i gotta bring it we've been challenged here every time we see yes <laughs> and if you don't have it, you owe them a drink. So I owe each of them two. That's what Colin yes. told us once we, once we graduated. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to be a problem considering her job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but we, we all took the Me Super Nash, uh, and you were there with Kenny and, and Sasha. Sasha. And, Sasha. and we all did, and everybody kind of, they gave you a good. Um, distilling knowledge. I mean, we got to hands-on pot, pot distill, and it was uh, kind of a special kind of thing, but, you know, well, I never got to talk to you afterwards. Yeah. What, what, what did you think about that? So, it was nice, like, going through that whole distilling process. We got to see from head, like, the beginning to the end, we have to taste the heads, the tails, and then also see what happens to that distilling the distillage once you add the yeast into it and once it is able to ferment like what they had us taste you went from a super like it was very liquidy and then all of a sudden you had this nice like thick, thick. like mm -hmm. yeah the, yeah the corn, the corn and everything mixed yeah. in was like a very very nice um but it's almost like a, a, a cereal with water, you know, yes. that kind of, but, but hot. And then, it, you know, it had that rich corn taste. So. And then the flavor of it changed instantly, too. Like, you went from something more bitter to, like, that sweeter. Yeah, it was pulling out the gelatin. So they, yes. they cook it to that point. And then they add the barley, and that took it a little bit more watery. It watered, so it would yeah. uh, ferment better. It was breaking those starches down. That's one of the things. to breaking those starches down. Yeah, and that's one thing, you know, that we were just uh, over with Pat Heist, which you've probably spent a lot of yeah, time yeah. with. And he was talking about aging and distilling, and he was getting into it uh, at, at a detail, but they didn't actually go into 
uh, when they're cooking it, why the why you add that barley, that malted barley, because of those enzymes and what the enzymes actually do. They basically take the starch of the corn in the grain and their long chains of sugar, and they inform you that yeast will only break three chains, will only take three three ch uh, sugar molecules. Anything longer, it won't, and it'll produce other bad things. Yeah. So you want to get that starch converted to sugar. That's. Uh, convertible to alcohol so that was really kind of cool yeah he really specified that so you kind of got into that right? and then after learning that distilling process we went through the whole aromas and the tasting notes and then which we ran into each other on yes. tuesday which is where you first got me with the challenge coin of when we were on our tasting tour like going through and being able to like identify all the different scents and the flavors that i was pulling out of the different bourbons and rye whiskey that I was tasting and that it was a great experience to go from that class to then those different tours. I, I was very happy. The, uh, we had done a couple blind tastes and blind yeah. tasting is always, it just takes away all preconceived notions yes. and sometimes a two-year can outdo a four-year or a five-year just in a blind tasting because you just don't, but usually if you know one's a five-year and one's a two-year, you're going to kind of have a preconceived notion. But my blind tastings were Old Forester, it was five Old Foresters, and then the next one was Maker's Mark, and he had, for our blind tastings, two Old Foresters and two Maker's Marks. So I was able to like look, I got yelled at, remember? I, yeah. yeah, you're like, this seems like it's 14 higher in proof. And well, he was well, like, well, wait a minute, let everyone taste through it. told him to take it down a notch, young man. You take it down It had bananas, that was Old Forester, and there was an 86 and a... <laughs> hundred hundred proof, and then yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that just makes sense. He wasn't quite ready to t tell the class what it yeah. was. Tiny here jumped yeah, out and just blurted it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually not the guy that does. I don't, but it's like when it when it when it fits, you just can't yeah. help it. Uh, all right, so. Uh, so what are some special event kind of things coming up that you guys got? So we have started our barrel pick program this year. And so the one of the few of the signature that will be done, we did with the Bourbon Festival for the 30th anniversary. The only other place where you can get a barrel pick of the signature is from Scout and Scholar. We bent the rules a little there so at first it started off with no barrel picks were going to be done but uh donald blanco he's been so great to us with the distillery and uh him and the rest of the team at music have been so good too so when he opened up the brew pub here in bardstown we're like well we gotta do something special plus donald and his wife's birthdays are right around francesco's as well so it works out great so scout and scout yes it's like one yeah so his wife is the day before you i believe is how it works out to be <laughs> and so once he opened up Scout and Scholar, we were like, all right, well, you can get a barrel pick of the signature like every year if you would like it. And then the Bourbon Festival, we've been in contact since last year once everything went virtual for the festival last year. 
And we were like, hey, how about we do a barrel pick? We were going back and forth, talking about the different products and everything. And then Francesco and I, we sat down and had a meeting. We're like, we, it's the 30th anniversary, our first year there. Like, we got to do something special. And so then we offered them the signature, and they fell in love with it right away. So then that's when we had the party for the barrel pick and where we first met you guys. And then, so we offer a barrel pick of the six-year-old bourbon and rye whiskey. We have done a couple barrel picks so far of the bourbon, and it's so special. Like, even though every barrel is the same mash bill, each barrel pulls different aspects of that barrel, and it amplifies some of the other aromas and the flavors within it. And so, like, I tasted one back in May, and then I tasted another from July, and I was like, these are so different, yet so similar. And it's crazy how that works when you're not, like, changing anything but what barrel the product came out of. It's amazing. And that's what I've found that I love about single barrels so much, because every barrel is just different and it's so flavorful and tasty yes. and, yeah. and that's why we're building our distillery to be a, our craft distillery to focus on mainly the single barrels we want it to be a different experience but similar experience each time and it's a, it's much more difficult to make a product with a single barrel and have it taste good consistently than it is uh, just blending you know, multiple uh, barrels together and making them. So, I mean, for us, we're really excited to take on that challenge and to give that, that to give our personality, our perspective on things. Well, one of the one of the distilleries, uh, distiller I talked, but it, as a craft distiller, what happens is there's always these off. You'll find these off the wall taste profiles that don't match your taste profile and then it's like what do you do with it well with the craft distillers becoming so much popular to single barrel that and let's just say it wasn't picked but to take it and put it into your gift shop as a a pick it makes sense because you just get these unbelievable flavors but if you were to add it into your small batch it would just screw everything up so it's like now the the whole industry exploding and, and has answered uh, question, you know, just uh, naturally that there's something to do with those barrels. Right. Yeah. And you were mentioned about uh, the process and getting those barrels to uh, taste different. Your brick houses, yes. the way that you're building them and the airflow is okay. definitely going to make each one of those barrels. So people think I'm crazy because okay. the cost of of just going straight up is exactly the same as putting that tape design. Yeah. We're losing about 3,000 barrels by by eliminating, you know, what, 13 minus 6 barrels, you know, per row. We're eliminating that all down the floors 4, 5, and 6, and then not doing anything on floor 7 to allow the heat out. People think we're crazy, but what we've worked really hard with, with our uh, team and industry professionals is to... Uh, is to create a rickhouse that will give the best possible 
product for us, but there's not going to be a bad spot in that rift house. Exactly. So yeah. what, what do you want to do with bad? You're putting all this money in Romero and you're going to have some bad spots. I'm not, we're not making fireball here. We're not making flavored whiskeys. We're, we're making a, a quality single barrel and five barrel small batch process. Exactly. There's no room for error. I love it. I love it. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so you brought stuff to taste. Yeah. So let's let's uh, go over the product real quick and what you what should we start with? How about uh, you're the expert here? So Francesco and I we have different opinions on our favorites of the single barrel. He likes the bourbon more, and I'm definitely more the rye girl. Like, I love our small batch rye. I love our single barrel rye. Yes. But when I do have a Manhattan or a mixed you go with the rye. I do like it. Well, we're bourbon guys, but that savior over there loves bourbon, but he also does appreciate it. So he'd be We're the two outliers here. Yeah. There you go. So, what do you think we start with? So, you want to start with the old Americana and work our yeah, way up? Yeah, so maybe start with that and then go up from there. Okay. Do you have more? Yes, she does. So, these, so we purpose, just to let any bartender watching or anyone, we purposely make these strong so that uh, they don't break down in, in shipping. So we're sorry. We apologize for Oh, there no apology necessary. Look at the signature on the cork. Yeah. So our bottles are actually custom too. So you wow. won't find any bottles on the market like them. So all of our bottles will have the V cut design at the bottom. Signature inside the cork. And then on the bottles. Pays tribute to like wine in Italy. Yeah. And then you also have Francesco's signature embossed on the bottles. And then we have this leather strap, which actually has Francesco's son's, Luca's, face on it from when he decided to make his hobby become a true bourbon distillery. That's right. So when Luca was four years old, that's when I made the decision to turn our hobby into uh, a business. And I snapped a photo of him the way they did in, in Sicily back in uh, uh, the early part of the 1900s. So, so there's so we put a space there, and then we have my the family crest. So we have my family crest from from Sicily, and we've had for about 500 years, maybe 550 now, and. Uh, it just shows, uh, we put that mark on there. We added a couple of modifications. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a shot glass in one claw, and the other has some wheat. <laughs> we had to make it uh, customize it for what we're doing, too. Be tiny. Put the label on it. This is our Old Americana Small Batch Bourbon. Now remember, you gotta smell it out of the different nostrils. You'll get a sweet one from one side and a savory from the other. And according to Colin, I always knew that I had a dominant nostril, but according to Colin, it switches every four hours. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so you yeah, never know what never it's going to be. Yeah. That's why you got to like switch where you're smelling from. Mm. Colin's a great guy, isn't he? He is. Yes. Super nice. And super knowledgeable. Yeah, he's, he's a good friend of ours. Yes. 
really good guy. He could not believe the setup in Francesco's garage when he went inside. <laughs> he was like, I've never seen anything like it before. What are you doing? <laughs> I remember a couple of pictures uh, from the opening. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, I think I freaked out. Uh, Pete Beamer out. When he came because they, you know, we do it. We did have our DSP license at the time. Mm -hmm. He showed up, and uh, or no, it was not quite there yet. But I think he thought we had it because we it was 2013. And he came a little bit later that year, mm -hmm. and uh, he showed up. And he thought he was coming to an actual distillery location, <laughs> and when he showed up, he saw my garage. He's like, "Oh no!" But, oh my god! He goes, "We can't take pictures." I said, "We're gonna take them. It'll be fine." <laughs> I lost him after the seven years of. Uh, before they can, after they can prosecute me. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but when you got your DSP license, it was also like a whole other reason to celebrate New Year's Eve. Because it came New Year's Eve of 2013. That's right. So yeah. that night was like just a huge celebration. That was. That was a good time. We all had a good time that day. Uh, oh, I mean, I can only imagine what it was like. So one thing with the lower fruit, is uh, you can really taste the flavors without having that high proof, that high alcohol. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that why we really wanted to have a lower proof product. I know a lot of the bourbon um, um, connoisseurs in the industry, you know, some of them giving us some bad ratings because it's a lower proof. But we, we purposely did that so that those that are becoming familiar or if they want to, you know, get hammered that day, they can they can sip on a on a fine bourbon and not have it be too high of a proof. So what we're drinking now is 83 proof. Yeah. Everything that I do at the distillery is a prime number. So 83 is a prime number, and uh, our rickhouse has a prime number. The number of barrels that will go in there. We have seven floors. So I mean everything's done. Uh, we're gonna have a prime number of rickhouses. That's right. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's, that is awesome. So. The 83 proof was a little light to a lot of those, uh, uh, to, to our customer base there. So we decided we're going to move it up to 89. That'll be our entry. And then um, when we launch our the first female bourbon named after my daughter, Gianna Laurent, it'll be in the 90 range. And some might be in the 100 range. And then we currently have our single barrel that's a 103 proof and my signature is 107 typically but at here at the festival it's barrel strength so i think it's 112 point six. Point six. Yeah. Yeah. well when it comes to proofs remember uh jack daniels and jim bean that are 80 proof you yeah. know uh they outsell all the small batches put together by themselves. So yeah. the average person that wants to have a whiskey, this is um, what I would call this is a very good drinkable whiskey. And there's a big difference between sipping whiskeys and drinking whiskeys because sipping you want a flavor and you want to taste and you kind of want to sit back and relax. But a drinking whiskey on a summer day and drinking this it's a there's a little light mouth feel yeah. but it's it's like you go like i'll just prove it well you just go like, <laughs> just like that. I yeah. Can, I'm not shooting a shot. Water glass. Yeah. Water right. Glass. Right. Yeah. Right. Not shooting a shot. But it's Come drinkable. On, what are we doing here? Yeah. Are, are we animals here? Let's pour a big one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, but that, I agree, and that was the point. Is that you know, if you love bourbon and you love rye whiskey, sometimes it's, it's important to 
be able to drink it for a long period of time without getting hammered. And uh, and that's what that's what was the goal for this product is to and have it be full of flavor and uh, and for people to enjoy it. Especially if you've got a long game and goes into overtime that's and right. you're still drinking. You, know, you don't want to kick out early. That's right. And then, and then at the end, if you aren't there yet. Go to one of our single barrels and top it off. That's you know, right. And, and celebrate. Hopefully, yeah. 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 And hopefully, yeah. Pick, yeah. open up. Yeah. Or, or you can uh, walk you can, uh, in, your, in your misery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, drown your misery. Forget about. So the there's loss. a good reason to drink whether you win or you lose. Or, absolutely. <laughs> That's like we say. We like to drink the success and we drink the failure. <laughs> <laughs> covering all the bases. As long as we can drink. And yeah. That's why, yeah. And that's why this business is uh, uh, recession proof. Because when in times are good, we drink. In times are bad, what do we do? We drink. We drink. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you one thing, uh, in which we, I just learned this over there uh, from the guys at ISC. Uh, this is, uh, what What age was this? So this, what we're drinking now is just over four years. About just four over four years? About four and a half years. Yeah. Uh, what char level did, so, was the barrels that so did that, you use? So there's a number of reasons why we feel our product is a, a premium product, mm -hmm. and the barrel is one of them. We use a very expensive barrel, so our barrels are... American oak that's aged for 18 months in, uh, in their parking lot. It sits out there through six seasons. And if you, anyone's ever had a bonfire, uh, if you cut down wood and it's three to six months old, all it does is smoke. And it's not, it doesn't burn very well. So if you're trying to char a barrel like that, and that's what most of our the people in the industry, they go for the younger wood, and that's why you'll see a lot of different tastes and might even get that bite in some yeah. of the, in the bourbon and the whiskeys. So we, we, we did tests on all, all years, and some people that maybe don't do the tests that we've don't done, they will, they'll, they'll just buy the, the most expensive and go to 24 months. But if you look at wood that, is, that you've cut down and it's 24 months, it starts to get a, a mold to it, starts to age a little too long. And uh, so the 18 months is the sweet point, and so we do, we, all of our barrels are turned over four. We are going to be um, dabbling this upcoming year with some toasted barrels, so there's going to be something to look forward to in about four or five years with some toasted barrels, and so it's going to be it's going to be really exciting. So we're we're not just stopping with the products we have now. We have uh, three bourbon recipes and two ryes, and we're going to start uh, working with some other. Ideas to be able to store house. Right. And so, with that char number four, like when it comes to the barrel, it what it goes through to get to that level is Independence Dave after they assemble the barrel and they have the rings around it and everything they light that barrel on fire. And char number four is typically lit for 55 to 65 seconds. And so, on the inside, if you look at a char number four stave piece it has like that alligator skin. So you have the texture within it, you can see the lines defined within it and everything. We saw that process happen on Tuesday towards ICS. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we went there. It is, it is my favorite tour. Yeah, yeah. the urban tour. Like, I think awesome. like all the distillers do a fantastic job, but if you come and do a bourbon tour, 
you need to go there. Yeah, see how yeah, we we went there Tuesday yeah. and it was awesome. And like I said earlier, uh, Andrew's over there. He was giving us uh, part of that uh, uh, class that we were at. Just a little while ago, yeah. and that's what he was telling us too. Uh, that they have 151 toast levels that they can do to the barrel before they even char it. Wow, you know, that's and, amazing. Isn't yeah, it? And, yeah, and I was, and he could literally. You could call them up and tell them this is what kind of flavors we want to bring out, and they can toast it to that level to bring out whether you want vanillas or you want clove, uh, you want that spice. And it's so knowledgeable there, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It was just so amazing. if you're like a new distiller, um, you can go there and work with these guys and they will help you develop. You know, you don't have to do it on your own. It doesn't have to be magic where you uh, have a great recipe and then you, you throw it in a barrel and hope that it's going to taste how you want it. There's some really good people out there that can help you out. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and they it, are willing and well welcoming to do that. Because I, I've been a firm believer of this. Is it's 100%. No matter who's distilling and producing, the demand is never met, and so everybody's trying to meet that demand and make people happy, but. They're doing more and more. They're not coming close. So the more people coming on, they feel that that help that can help their product also. And the you know it's just a, a relationship between everybody that is is something you're all in the same thing together, trying to meet a demand that I don't think anybody's ever going to meet. The, the thing that's amazing about this industry, and I was talking with one of our tour guys, coming out with you know. New, new and varying expressions of their product, and you know, I asked the question: Do you, do you have a problem with, you know, your new expression cannibalizing your old expression in terms of sales? And she just looked at us and said, "No, <laughs> because you know, bourbon drinkers don't choose between this bottle or this bottle; they buy both." <laughs> yeah. So what's so next? Yeah. They do yeah. buy both. Yeah, and they exactly. enjoy both. Yeah, and, and if you're a true uh, bourbon drinker. Uh, you don't you don't let the bottom just sit there. No. I think you end up drinking it most of the time. Just so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Just so you know, I'm, I'm, now that we've been podcasting, I'm sorry, but if I drank all the bottles that I've been reviewing, I'd have a problem. So yeah. a lot yeah, of them I drink you, yeah, me too. Them, but I, so, I go yeah, back to see, them so you're in a good position. So your liver appreciates you. But you're in a great position. You're blessed with all these bottles. Oh, yeah. And, you know, yeah. You're talking about the, the, the characteristic of the traditional bourbon drinker, but you've captured the spirit of the traditional bourbon here. This has a great nose, a great taste. You know, the, 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 the body, it, it intensifies. You get more of a heat or sediment, and it goes into just a fantastic hug. It, it is really a great bourbon. And that's something we say here in Kentucky. Kentucky hug, right? You got it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You do the Kentucky chew, the Kentucky hug, and then the Kentucky kiss. All right, so quick. quick. <laughs> so this is my favorite. What was the last now one? The kiss, the oh. Kentucky kiss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. I'll. Although I'm, I'm which I am from this, the rye. This is the rye. The this single, is the barrel, single rye. barrel rye, which is for rye's for me. Yeah, I I actually will. 
most people know that I'm not a fan of rye, but you know, I've had this, and this was this was not a, the normal rye. No. No, not at all. We Which I think hard, is why it's We worked hard to make it a little different. We don't want to be typical. We want to try to do something and bring value and something to the industry that other people aren't doing. So, so. And this is our barrel number four. So this is the fourth barrel of all time. Bottle one. This is a new one. Yeah. What Very sweet. This one's a uh, 103. Yeah, 103. Vanilla. Fruit. There's a there's a citrus, and then there's the rye. That the strong pepper, and you get that nice long finish with the rye too. Yeah, but I'm not getting any celery, so I'm happy. Are you a celery drinker? I no, that's the one note that he does dislikes. Celery, celery and dill. If he doesn't there, like in a rye. That, uh, that's, that's what turns him off about a rye. I love if he barrel, gets either one of those two, he doesn't like I, I like barrel craft bourbon. Okay, they do a really job blend, good job blending, but I we I haven't had the seagrass because I'm I can't spend eighty dollars on a rye that I've never tasted. Yeah. Well we tasted it last night and it took everything I had when I took the sip not to spit it out. And I, I would have been rude, so I wasn't yeah. gonna be rude. But I basically took the rest of the the Dumped you blended oh, your yeah. own. I, yeah, I don't. I blended it with the earth. <laughs> what you need to do is, if you're doing that, always have a little bit of chocolate on the side, and then take a bite of it and say, "Hey, I like the way rye complements the chocolate." There you, you know, go. Oh, you can, that's your you mean, chaser. That's you mean if I, get a, if I get a if I get a rye, I just learned a new secret. And, <laughs> and I don't like it. I I'm not supposed to call it. It's, it tastes like old man's urine. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Have you tasted that before? Yeah. No. Well, I, to I, this wait, day, wait, wait, wait. To day we're tr still trying to figure out how in the world do you know what that is? No, no, we're not. Of course, we're not. We're just not even going. We're, 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 we, don't oh, we don't want to know. Oh, my gosh. The day, wait, the day we said sorry, that on the but, podcast, but, we about wait, all lost Wait, wait, wait. I am an old man, so, you know. That I doesn't help any, bro. <laughs> Not to take it down yeah, even yeah. further. Yeah, yeah. The only urine I've ever tasted is my son Luca. No, <laughs> when, when he was born, when yes. he was born, I took off his diaper to change it. Yeah. And oh, all of a sudden that hole was going and I had my mouth open up. All of us are fathers, so I think we kind of have to have the two, so yes, sir. Water, yeah. Yeah. And there was, yeah. there was this cup sitting next to it, next to that, but I never used it because that's like you're supposed to put it, like cup, cup that area, mm -hmm. but I never used it. Well, I did after that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's the urine is not yes. something you want to taste. I can tell you. Yeah, absolutely. So, I I this urine, what Tiny doesn't something. like is when it's green, basically. Yeah. This, yeah. this is fantastic. Go ahead, I didn't mean to catch you off. No, so you don't, do you taste celery or you don't taste celery? No, the okay. sweetness and the, mm. there's enough caramel in here. And then I do taste the rye and the spiciness, but it's actually um, right up there with, I, I like Michter's rye and toasted barrels and it's right up there with that. That's the astringent taste that I have for it, it are not there. Okay, good. So and I, and so I remember approved. Well, I, yeah, and I did approve. Can we get that stamp of approval, though? Yeah. You, yes, you've got the you're, you're you're tiny stamp, stamp of approval. All right. This is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I'm twisting his heart. I love rye. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. But this, this is this That's is one delicious. thing that we've noticed doing all the tastings, that we'll start with the bourbon for both men and women. But after the women try the rye, 
They're, the ladies are like, this is a home run. It's, there you go. They, they enjoy it. Yeah, so yeah. what it is is because our taste buds allow us to bring out more of the flavors within it, so we're able to enjoy it more than you are. Are you well, saying that women are more complex? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, I love the way you said that. That was great. I, I've done it extensively. extensively. Women are complex as all, as long as it's skin plus. Oh. Guys do exactly everything you say. Just bring, us, easier, right? just bring us flowers and rye whiskey. There you go. That, bring there us you the go. chocolate. He's only saying well, that because his wife said right over there. Nice yeah, I mean, the Diamonds can be nice yep, too. Yeah, oh yeah. Don't forget those. The simple pleasures, though. That's exactly yes, right. that's, that's right. Actually, <laughs> actually, women aren't better. They're not better tasters. They're they're equal, but there's more women that are super tasters. Okay. okay. It's thirty some thirty three percent are super tasters, where seventeen percent of men are super tasters. But. So you're women, saying we're better. No, women, <laughs> not as far as tasters, but as far as smellers, it's a fact. Women's olfactory um, abilities are way better, and that's one of the reasons why, because of their um, years of creating food and being cooking and all the smells and everything, wow. they do that better. So what happens is they have a better memory of what things smell like so they apply it to their tastes. Oh. So they can pull stuff out that men can't because their factory has a memory and it's all about memory when it comes to tasting. And I've, oh, I've done a podcast on that, so if you oh, haven't so. known that. It's also about us being able to recognize the smell of our young. Yes, <laughs> yes, that, that was there. Well, it was a skill. <laughs> That's why babies smell so amazing. Yeah. And then you smell them, you're like, oh, I smell as a dirty Well, if you put the right baby powder, they still smell amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. All right, let's get to the, the, the grand finale. Right, this is the... Do you want to do the signature too, or this is untouchable? Yeah, that's untouchable. That's untouchable. You, you even signed, signed it. it, and I was part you of that. that. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey. I'll open it for you. <laughs> <laughs> he got to be a part of the pick and everything. That was that was a fun time. It was. Well, that we was didn't even talk to, about Tyler Maine being there, which is yes. cool. Now, when is that supposed to air? So that's supposed to air, I think, next spring. Yes. Okay. So what came out of that, so we were, the, the event was, uh, a, a couple of things happened. It was originally supposed to be a small event for the Kentucky Bourbon Festival to select their barrel pick. Right. Mm -hmm. Then we got uh, asked to uh, be on Cocktails of the World, yeah. which is a series that, that uh, Tyler Maine um, is, was the host, is the host, host of. Host of yes. And he's, he's in... He was in, uh, he was in uh, so many different things. So recently it was Jupiter's Legacy yeah. on Netflix. That's which right. they canceled, uh, which sucked. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, well, you got it. And then it. he played uh, Michael Myers in the remake. Yes. Yeah. He was a professional wrestler down, yes. you know, before. And, but he. I can tell you, standing next to him, you're like. Yeah. Whoa. Especially yeah, like being five two and he's Super like nice. nearly seven Super feet, nice. you're like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, he's probably one probably the tallest person I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, I was looking up to him beside <laughs> Well, I was really looking up. <laughs> My son is seven one, so I was I'm used to being around and looking yeah. I'm a tall person but I'm used to looking up at people yeah. tall because and then what, what was unique about him is that when he did the other stuff, he was bulkier, but right, he was in the, 
the what was it the series the tasting no 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 Jupiter's what cocktails of the world world. and he was completely like thinned down you knew he was on TV he got himself in that type of shape not wrestling shape it was just like you know so well, super I, nice guy. His oh, wife oh, was yeah. great. Oh, they were yeah. so super nice. nice. Oh, they were yeah, awesome. Yeah, he, he talked they to us great. for a long time while we were there at the opening. So, yeah. so what ended up happening is the producer, Annie Kid Wolf, she, uh, she and I became, like, we got to know each other beforehand. Mm-hmm. She, uh, they're from uh, Prince George in, in northern, uh, like, well, it's north, almost to Alaska, but on the west side. Yeah. In uh, British Columbia. And she, you know, and I built this relationship during that time. And then after we were on it, she, I told her that I've always had a passion for cooking. And so we, uh, we filmed my own TV series called Men Just in the Kitchen. Yeah, Men in the Kitchen. And so we did that up at my place in Harbor Springs, Michigan. And uh, we did, we filmed nine episodes. And hopefully we'll be on a major network come springtime. It's going to be a lot of fun. We had me and Kenny Fuller, where he is, uh, he was my sidekick on there, my co-host. The sous chef. And, and uh, yep, the sous chef. But he was sitting, he was there drinking beer and making comments a lot of time. And bourbon. But we had a lot of fun up there. And, uh, and then we had a special guest, a friend of mine each time. Okay. And, uh, but we had a lot of fun. So that, that'll be coming out in the show. Shows that uh, some of the things that we'll be doing at our distillery, some of the food that we'll be making, and uh, just showing that guys can have good, clean fun in the kitchen. Good and make good fun. food. And they can cook. Good, they can cook. So you were saying afterwards that you did all the cleaning and washing of the dishes. So no, 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 no. Let's the house cleaner. Okay. She's the best. All right. She did it and she worked her tail Okay. And then Annie, she brought uh, Adam, Connor, and John with her to it. Which, so, which, which uh, John's dad, have you ever seen Strange Brew? Of course. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was filmed yes. in uh, Prince, uh, Prince George. And, uh, oh, right. Yeah, so. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he was oh, a police cool. officer. <laughs> <laughs> but the four of them, they just made such oh. a great crew and it made a great experience. Yeah, yeah that's. Oh, that, that yeah. Was, yeah. Sounds like I mean, that's one of my favorite oh, movies of all time. Yeah, yeah we, well, we, we filmed. 12-hour days and drink most of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be clips. What, what else uh, did you do in the kitchen there? <laughs> <laughs> they gained about 20 pounds. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So but I can tell you what, tasting some of the food from it, it was... It was delicious. Yeah, I can. Mm, I, the, I can well, we well, just being in, in <laughs> making me hungry right now. <laughs> I mean, just being in the podcasting aspect of where we go and what we do. There's so many distilleries across the country where they have like a restaurant right next to it. So I'll get invited to the media event, and it's like, yeah, do you want to come to the pairing dinner? And it's just part of it, and and it's just so fantastic what chefs these days are doing with bourbon and that pairing and everything and then also just the amount of uh quality food that i've been i, I just like oh that was the best dinner i ever ate and then the next night oh that was the best you know it just keeps yeah well and it's like our pit master he makes his own barbecue sauce using our old americana bourbon when he does our pig oh, roast for yeah. us and mike mike sutherland he's oh, it's so and, good and i'll tell you like Dr. Pat Heist and Shane Baker, they brought me to Andor. 
And that's why, you know, how we got introduced. But the reason why we're there is because of Mike Sutherland. They took me there for a nice lunch, and I got to meet him at his restaurant. And he and I became, you know, best friends after that. And he introduced me to why people in Danville are so special. They're the nicest people. Yeah. And you don't go too many places in the world where people say they love where they live. Most people, when you go somewhere, they're like, I wish I was in Arizona. I wish I was in Florida. I wish I was in California. They always wish they were somewhere else other than where they live. The people in Danville, they love where they live, and they're the nicest people. You know? I like, wish I was in Kentucky. Yeah, I wish I was in Kentucky. <laughs> Danville, Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. So he did the mac and cheese. He did the pig roast. And yeah, all he's just everything, so and and the sauce too yes. that he had was amazing. I mean, he's on the, the rain for how long? <laughs> oh my gosh, he the whole started, time. Yeah, 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 he started smoking that pig at night. Yeah, the night before the party, and the party started at like four. He was up all night yeah. doing that. I was able to talk to him for about 20 minutes out there because well, it was just so good standing yeah. out there smelling the oh, smoke and then eating the it too at the same fan. time. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's why I was out there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a great guy and super, super good cook. Even the baked beans he adds to bourbon too. Oh my god! Just everything. My home for my kids. My kids both had summer birthdays, and so we came and we developed this smoked chocolate bacon cake. I'm telling you, oh, um, it is, it's our it's our signature steak. Dessert. 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 We were at Mammy's yesterday for uh, the kickoff of the Bourbon Festival, and they made us a bourbon pancake, which was like a giant pancake turned into a cinnamon roll. It had some of the cinnamon that whatever, and then it had icing, and then they made it with Monk's Monk's Road Monk's bourbon. bourbon. And, okay. and, and you know yeah, we didn't know whatever, and it was syrup. it was just oh sinful. Yeah. Yeah. They're great guys. They are. Yeah, we know what they're doing. Well, I mean, we ran into Wally how many times this week? Yeah. Wally's great guy. Oh, Wally was here last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw, we saw, he was, we were having drinks at, uh, Oh, okay. And then, uh, we made it out for the concert Wednesday night at their yeah. amphitheater too for yeah. Russell Dickerson. Oh wow, great! Well, it's gonna make yeah, sense once you have the amphitheater concert, yeah. that one night they play there and the next night they come to your for place. Sure. It's just gonna totally it's make gonna sense. Be, it's gonna be. Wally and I will hopefully build a relationship where we can work together and I, I do a lot of things together because we're gonna both have outlets that aren't competing but far enough away where we can do things. And once again, you won't oh, yes. be able to make enough. No, that's right. You won't. And you know anybody? Every, it's just it's just gonna be a great time. I agree. Uh, so back to the bourbon. Uh, I'll let you talk about it and tell us what it is there. So this is Luca Marial Single Barrel Bourbon, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's 103 proof. Now, when we select the proofs, we want it, we want the proofs to be, you know, 
at the perfect sweet point with the age so that, that all the flavors that we're looking for come out. And uh, this one happens to be uh, just over six years old. It's about, I think, six years and two months. Yeah. Maybe three months. Uh, yeah, it would be three because it was bottled in, um, so barreled in April and then it was bottled in July. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, so how old was the barrel pick um, that we did for how much? How old was that actual barrel that we picked for the Kentucky Bourbon? So that one's six years old. That one's six. So yeah, just, okay. Yep. And so that product, uh, I, I think, like it's been really, really hard because I thought it was great at five years. I thought it was great at six years, and you can say it's it's getting better, but. All the years are great, but that one there we're going to work towards about nine years old. Well, well, uh, what's that? the more you get into distilling, I've talked to a lot of master distillers, and one of the things about aging is there's a point where you've had it and you just know it's right, and, the, and you learn that from sometimes you let it go one more year or you let it oh, go yeah. other, and you yeah. got to kind of taste it more. And it's, it doesn't go, ugh, but it's just not what it was the year before. It was more like the before. So you kind of start to get the feel for where to, when to yeah. pull the trigger on the barrel. Well, it, I can tell you the hard part of the job is Francesco and I, we taste all the barrels that we do for the single barrels, for the and bourbon and rye. Often, often yes. yes. Right. And throughout the whole year and the process and everything. So obviously, you know, pulling the arm there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, but you being of your stature, that's not an easy thing to do consistently. Yeah. You, you don't want to go home every single, you know, He's twice. Only 100 pounds. I know, <laughs> two, three times. Yeah. Urban, like I'm drinking. Right, oh right. Yeah, but that, the, the morning, the morning after doesn't. You, it, it's a. The morning skill. after, you go into work and you just drink a bunch of coffee. Coffee gets coffee you through the water. day. Yeah. Yep. Coffee and water. <laughs> Rehydrate and then go back at it. Go back yes. <laughs> well, that's like the barrel pick program. We're like, we don't want to send you samples that we're not proud of ourselves. So we go through and we pick those samples. I mean, even this week we were picking samples of what we want to use. Yep, that's coming up. Yes. Well, we, have, we have several people that want to do barrel picks, and I have to, we, we both have yes. to approve it. And uh, when we approve it, then that's when uh, we, we, we offer that to our customers. And just to show like the quality control, like we taste it before you, we send the samples, and then we taste it with you, and then also, as we're bottling, we taste it to just make sure that consistency yeah, there's a problem at is bottom. there. We're not, we're, we'll call and say, listen, something's changed. Let's pick another barrel. Yes. Okay. We haven't done that yet. Thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully. Us, I, I want to be proud of every bottle that we have. And I'd, I'd rather dump something than to put it out on the market. That's, that's, that's great. That's yeah, great for everybody to know. So. Yeah. Yes. All right, so let's do a cheers, and you need to get you wait. He needs to queue up the the final. So we, we, and, and Luca Mariano. It's not cheers. It's not cheers. It's Chantani. 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 Okay. way of saying salute, cheers, and it means to 100 years of good health. Chantani. Okay. Chantani. Okay. So get your get your door. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Okay. So everybody. Chintani. 
So that brings us to another end of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Remember www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Go there, check out our website. Uh, we're all over the place. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and YouTube. But remember, when you're at our website, top right-hand corner, Patreon, support us. We appreciate everything. Subscribe and leave it feedback. Thank you, Francesca. Thank you. High five. Awesome. That's our thing. We do high fives. So I fell out. I fell out the bus. Oh my goodness. So I heard. I saw a couple things. Yes. Almost. A little too far. Tiny.